The following is a presentation of the Black Hollywood Live Network, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. Hollywood Redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is Black Hollywood Live, breaking into... Featuring in-depth interviews with today's most influential entertainment figures, highlighting their tips, tricks, and techniques on breaking into the entertainment industry. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host of Black Hollywood Live, Breaking Into. Hey everyone, you're watching Breaking Into. I'm your host, Dario Kristen, and here joining me is Jessica King. Hello. Our very special guest today, he is a DJ, he is a radio personality, he is a program director for K-Day LA. We have Adrian Scott with us today. How you doing, Adrian? I'm good, I'm good. Thank you for the intro. It's been a while since I've been an on-air personality, though, so I just... Give you that disclaimer. Give it a little, little disclaimer. Jack Those days are over. Those days are over. Though. Yeah. You know, you but you know it what? Going. It all works in the same arena. I right? mean, that's how it started. <laughs> right. And you did it right. I started as a DJ, then a personality to a programmer. So you got it right. Well, I'm so. glad we got the order right. I appreciate that. <laughs> so now you um, grew up in Long Long Beach, California, yes. right? So that's what, like 45 minutes from LA, which is the obviously Hollywood, glitz and glamour of everything. Absolutely. At what point did you realize that you were going to have a career in radio? Uh, it's funny. Um, my brother was in it first, and uh, I give him credit. Then I'll take it back because he uses it gets me <laughs> during Christmas time. But um, uh, my brother was a DJ first, and I want to be like my older brother. And he was six years older than me, but I want to be better than him. <laughs> right. So that was the goal for me. So when he got a radio job in San Diego, and right after I graduated from high school, he got me in, and uh, and I haven't left since. So you got you, you know, hooked. It's down here still. <laughs> Eighteen years later. Tell us, speaking of San Diego, your first radio job was at XHTZ. Tell us about some of the steps you took to get that first gig. Well, like you said, I started off as a DJ. So I remember I got my first credit card and it had a thousand dollars on it. Mm-hmm. And I went and I maxed it out because I bought two turntables and a mixer. Mm. Okay. By the way, which I still own. Which wow. Is ironic. And um, I practiced on a practice. And then when my brother got the job in San Diego, because he used to work for a station here in LA. Um, he said, listen, I got this job. It's, you work from, you can mix live on a radio station. It's from two in the morning to 5 a.m. on Sunday morning. So really Sunday morning. And I was living in Long Beach. I had a VW bug. I said, I'll take it. <laughs> so I drove every weekend to San Diego for about, for about a good six, seven months. And then they said, Hey, we got this position here. You can mix every day from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. for $50 a, a day. Wow. You want it? I said, absolutely. I'm, I'm there. So. And I haven't left since. That's a long drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How important do you think internships are in the radio business? Well, just you have to ask yourself, what would you want to accomplish yeah. in radio? Right. And then if, you, if your ideal job is to be on the air, then an internship is really good because you can kind of see and learn, and learn the intricacies of how it goes down as far as a radio show and, you know, show prep and the whole nine yards. So if that's something you want to be on the air, then obviously an internship is a way to go. Mm-hmm. And then you obviously have had a long career in radio. Yeah. And then most people have to start off at the bottom, either as an intern or, um, you know, the very beginning stages of being at a radio station. How did you prove yourself once you got in to be able to advance your career, your career so quickly? Well, like I said, I, I, I as a mixer first, um, I, I practiced every day. I, you know, I was 
creative programming wise I wanted to set myself apart from the other mixes at the radio station I would try to find ways to make the music that we already playing better yeah and I used to always just practice I would you know I would practice five hours a day I remember before I even got the job at the radio station living with my parents I had the turntables in the closet <laughs> and um, I used to and my dad like please turn it down I said, no no I'm, I'm getting there so um just practice for me it was practice learning my craft learning my skill to the point that it, it just came naturally and then that evolved to being saying okay I didn't done mixing I, I now I want to be on the air yeah and at first on air wasn't my goal I wanted to be Kid Capri that's a good person to be. That was, that was my guy. There. I'm rocking the parties. And, but then, you know, my brother, who was still working at the radio station at the time, says, listen, we need somebody on air. So threw myself on. I was nervous at first. And then you kind of get the, it's like this. You get the hang of it. Then yeah. you start to like it. And the listeners call you. And then you're having a good time. So everybody's happy. Well, since since San Diego, you've worked in Palm Springs. Yes. You've worked in Las Vegas. Now you're back in LA. Concerning you're from Long Beach, all of those locations are fairly close to home, which I feel is not too heard of in the radio business because a lot of people have to start in, you know, right. Timbuktu, Wyoming or <laughs> right. something like Small that and, and eventually circle their way back. How did you get so lucky to get gigs in these great cities and stay fairly close to home for the most part? Well, I mean, got lucky to begin with, and I always tell people this, and I think this is with any profession, luck will get you through the door, talent will keep you. Mm-hmm. That's true. Okay. So I was lucky to get in, then I perfected my skill and craft, and then the Palm Springs gig came apart because it was a full-time on-air shift, so I decided, and not knowing, and we know this, is a, it's a radio TV thing, that market size wasn't is important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, I didn't know that at 17 years <laughs> old. And somebody says, hey, you want to do nights? Okay, sure. let's do nights. <laughs> You know, so um, for me, you know, clearly, you know, my style, I guess, or the the music that I play kind of fits the whole region. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to go to New York, which I did work in New York for two years and North Carolina, too, that, you know, this is kind of my style, my vibe, my city, my life and Las Vegas and Palm Springs. And they're all little subsidiary L.A. cities anyway, because mm-hmm. everybody lives in L.A. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, so therefore, that's what happened. <laughs> and then when you're trying to kind of advance in your career, is it easier to start off in a smaller market or go into a larger market? And how plentiful are those jobs? Well, the jobs are very limited. And I always tell people, get in where you can, whether it be Timbuktu, whether it be, you know, it's hard to be in L.A. These jocks ain't left L.A. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There is the same market. talent and has been here for, for the last years. 20 years. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Um, so, you know, get in where you can. If You know, if you, if you love the craft, and I did, which I was willing to move and sacrifice and move away from my family. Um, if you want to do it, just do it. I don't care where it's at. If you love it, if you like to get on a mic, you like to talk to people, you want to say hello, I would say take it. Because you never know. And that leads to other things. Did you always kind of know you'd be back? I was always hoping I would come back. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like full circle for me. Um, Eventually, you know, growing up here and listening to K-Day, I mean, you know, that's how it all started as far as the music-wise. Right. Because I was a music fan first. Mm -hmm. Didn't know if I was a DJ yet until my brother got into it, but I was always a music guy. Yeah. Yeah. And I used to emulate Cube and them on my on my cassette tapes back in the day. Now we cassette tapes. That's yeah. what yeah. I've not heard in a while. So we dating ourselves, and I used to go to the swap meet and buy them. And oh, you know, man. but uh, yeah, get in where you can. Get in where you can. Get in where you can. <laughs> Take note. Yeah. Take that message. Uh, what are some of the biggest challenges that you faced with starting a career in radio? Ah, oh, challenges as well. You know, trying to be ahead of the curve. You know, clearly um, digital and trying to be a st- 
be ahead of everybody because radio can be a little place and and you know they kind of and then satellite came into place where everybody mm-hmm. thought that they were going to take our jobs and you know on the terrestrial side but um just just trying to evolve things because there's a lot of options right so you know why come to me so yeah. that was always the goal for me is to say okay if you're going to come to me let's come for me for a reason right and then also with working in these different markets you mentioned, like uh, Vegas and right. San Diego, what is the challenge of kind of staying motivated when you go into these markets that aren't necessarily the markets you want to be in? Well, I mean, once again, you get to, you get to see it this, a new life, but the same life, meaning and the energy is different. Yeah. And I always tell people, and, and this is just a true story, L.A. is the, the wrong place to be a talent if you're starting out. And I'm going to tell you why. Because in any other market, you're a star. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that's true. Because there's no stars in the market. That's true. L.A., there's stars everywhere. Yeah. So radio guys are no different, just a little step above of a busboy. I mean, because there's really stars. We could be driving right now. Will Smith is at the Beverly Center. That's very Mm -hmm. true. So people who live in this city are not, you know, we're not. They look at radio people, just people who play music. But if in these other markets, yeah, there's stars. These radio DJs in these other cities, they're, they're, they they are the Jay-Z and Beyonce's in their market. So that was always cool for me because when I, especially when I went to North Carolina and that, which was, which was Greensboro, Charlotte area, you know, being an LA guy, knowing LA people put you above everybody else yeah. and that, that was kind of cool to be like oh man and then first thing everybody says you ever been to Compton like uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> now I'm the street from Long Beach but, uh, <laughs> but those th- those are fun to see other other people live their life but at the same time be fascinated by what you do that's true I liked it well you've performed gigs for some pretty big timers Shaquille O'Neal Tyrese Bone Thugs and Harmony how did you build such an A-list clientele just being around, being humble, and yeah. talk to them, you know, treat people like regular people. And I think celebrities and and, and performers want to be treated like regular people. Mm-hmm. And I think that over the years, the rapport has been always good. And, you know, they need a favor. They will call me and likewise. So I happened to get lucky, especially I was in the Vegas market, which is, anybody knows Vegas is glitz and glamour times yeah. 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it beats uh, LA in the it, glitz and yeah. glamour. Absolutely. And, and I was there 10 years ago. So now it's even glitzy. Yeah. So um, just you know, just the connections I had in radio. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 been a very good journey so far. Who has been your favorite celebrity to work with? Oh man, so many. I'll tell you a story. My favorite story was I was doing a radio interview and LL Cool J came to the station, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm going to the fight," and he's like, "You want to go?" Whoa! And I said. You need to ask me that question. Like, I'm in the car. Right. I was like, today? You know? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, let's just go to the fight. So he says, listen, had a great interview. Let's go to the fight. And we watched the, the, the I forgot which fight it was, but uh, in, in Vegas. And I thought that was cool because it was just, we had a good time. Yeah. And then me and him just walked to the fight. Now, the problem with that is that you don't want to be next to LL. I was going to say, how is it walking in the fight with LL? You know what I mean? It's like, get out of the way, you know? But But that was. Thank you, LL, for that. Uh, <laughs> that was a very good time. By the way, and I bought my own drinks, just for the record. Nice. Uh, LL didn't support the bill. He only bought the tickets. All right. Well, did you, and you bought his drinks as well. I did buy him a drink as hey, well. Hey, that's that's big player right there. <laughs> yeah. That's that DJ and personality yeah, money right that's there. That. I got a little bit. That's it. Hey. <laughs> two drinks corones. on me. <laughs> two corones, that's it. Cut it off at two. Happy hour. <laughs> yeah. And then now, we, with DJing, you obviously have to have a lot of personality, right? Yes. So what are some of the suggestions that you would give to people who are DJs 
who want to keep their crowd motivated and their listeners really in tune with what they're doing and coming back for more? Well, as far as on air, as far as like a club DJ, I would say describe both. Like, let's start off with on air and then let's go to the well, club. Well, on air is a little different. I mean, because at the end of the day, you're talking to yourself. So I always tell my jocks who work for me is like, you got to imagine you're talking to people in front of you. Mm-hmm. And what I've done in the studios, I haven't, I haven't done it lately in k I, I used to cut out people hmm. and put them in the studio so you know who you're talking to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to be creative. And the people who are in the business all used to talk to themselves anyway. Not in a bad sense, but people talk to themselves and that's how they become jocks. So I always tell them, keep in mind who you're talking to. Who's your target listener? Um, get in and get out. People don't like a lot of talk. People are here for the music. You know, you got to be added value to the music. As far as a club DJ, club DJs, it just depends on the club, depends on the DJ, mm-hmm. um, depends on what you like. Some people go to clubs, they want the person talking on the mic. I know that's more of an East Coast thing. Um, and, you know, more of the West Coast thing is about the music, the programming style of it. Um, you know, there's so many different types of DJs now with the EDM, mm-hmm. the, uh, the Serato. Uh, when I started, we had crates. Yeah. You know, and, you know, used to walk in the club with nine different crates stacked high on a dolly. Now you just bring a laptop. And that's what's crazy to me. Yeah. Like just watching the DJs now, like you were saying back yeah. in the day, I remember friends having crates and some do the old, you know, my yeah. old school friends do. But now it's like everybody literally they pull out their CDs and they're just mixing around yeah. on their laptop. I'm like. And these, and these are big DJs. We yeah. just did a special on something that Maria does um, for Ease Untold. And it was about how large DJs have gotten like around the world. Right. And all the largest DJs who are getting like $500,000 a year are still bringing in a laptop computer to for the volumes of these millions Absolutely. of people who are listening to them. It's crazy yeah. to me. I, I actually think it's good because you're evolving. You know, and I'm not one of those believers, you know, as much as I started in the in the wax era, as we call it. Um, I'm glad that it went digital because, you know, it's a cleaner sound and, you yeah. know, you don't have to carry all that weight. Yeah, you know? I was like, mm-hmm. why do I have to carry you know, all that weight? I was more, I was better in shape, though. Yeah. <laughs> those guys are here, hey, just bring a backpack across the plane, so it's all good. Yeah. Well, when you're on air, how do you go about choosing the material that you're going to use that's going to keep your audience entertained? Well, we'll take K-Day, for example. And, you know, what I tell the talent is, you know, for us, we play a lot of old school music and that's the format. But, you know, look at your log. Look at who you're going to play. The log is already there. It's all predetermined. Um, and then, you know, try to find things inside those logs that make sense. You know, whether it be um, if you're playing Snoop Dogg and Snoop and Iggy's having a problem. You know, you can hmm. you can take from the music right. and make it into your own. That's yeah. what's called show prep. Mm-hmm. And um, just like what you guys do, you guys do your homework first. And then, you know, for radio, it's just knowing the music, number one. Mm-hmm. You should know your artists. Yeah. And usually 99% of them do. Because they are fans of the music first, so they'll 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 know what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's for them. Just to do your homework, show prep, and look at the log and talk about the people who you're playing. And then nowadays we have the social media craze, obviously. Absolutely. So you have YouTube people who are becoming personalities and stars. Absolutely. Has that affected the radio business by any chance? No, because at the end of the day, for local radio, it's local radio. You know, if yeah. you're from LA, you want to hear what's going on in LA. Yeah. That's why news is still here. That's why local radio will always be here because at the end of the day, you know, California, Southern Cali guy, you know, I want to know what's going on on Crenshaw's Law Center. I want to know mm-hmm. what's going on in Hollywood. And they can't do that for me if they sitting in the studio in Kansas. Yeah. They're, just, <laughs> they're just being funny. And, and I think personalities are personalities. But as far as radio, you have to engage your listeners. You have to ga- engage your local audience and embrace it. Yeah. And then what are you, some of your biggest challenges or changes, really, that you've seen in the radio industry since you started to where it is right now. I know you mentioned the crates to the right. just laptops. But what right. are some of the other changes? Well, I mean, <laughs> when I started, we had reel to reel. I don't know 
If anybody knows what is that? What does that mean? Real to real was originally we. That's how you recorded commercials, and what it was these huge giant reels, and it had like this tape, and you had to cut it and re-record over it, and glue it together, and tape it together. I mean, we're talking, we're talking. That's how I started, (laughs) and it was even also eight track tapes when I started radio. Yeah, and you had to go find. So you keep going back. You you talked about cassettes. Now we have eight tracks. I'm like, man, taking away. Yeah, man, I've been around. I'm dating myself here. Jesus, you still got the baby face. I I hope so. You know, they say we don't crack. So I'm hoping I'm living up to that. But um, but yeah, it's it's it's. I'm glad that it's changed. But for us, social media has became an intricate part of the radio station and digitally. Um, the goal is to get them back to the dial. That's the for us, you know. But you need social media. You know, radio personalities are really TV guys now. At first, yeah. you didn't know of radio face, mm-hmm. right? But now these they gotta go to work looking pretty. They gotta mm-hmm. you know dress nice. They got a camera here. People really like to see what's going on. They do. So we try to give we try to give them as much access to us as possible, mm-hmm. even though we still want them on the dial. Well, we already touched a little bit on the fact that you've done live DJing and you also obviously work for radio. Mm-hmm. Is there a lot more pressure that comes along with DJing for a live audience as opposed to being on the radio, kind of being in comfort zone? No, because when, when you're a DJ, I was a DJ first, you're a fan of the music. Mm-hmm. So you get you get a high off of other people having a good time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the easy part. You know, the hard part is clearing the dance floor. Yeah. Now, that, now, that, now that's a whole different story. <laughs> but if you're having a good time and everybody's having a good time, you know, music is good music. And when you find the right mix of good music, and I think that's why I've been so good in programming out the two my own horn because I started off as a DJ, so I saw the crowd move. Right. And then they said, okay, that was, those can work. Oh, that can work too. And then it led to me programming a radio station. So, you know, with the uh, with the live DJing at the club, and you know, if you're a fan of the music, and you like them songs, you know you like them songs. I know, you know, I'm going to get half mm-hmm. the crowd yeah, to love yeah. it. And it just, it's a good vibe. And you guys just celebrated your fifth year at K-Day, correct? Yeah. And now you are obviously, as we mentioned, the program director for the station. K-Day, back in the day, started off kind of like the all-rap station in New York, um, in L.A. Um, originally. How do you stay true to that with so much music now changing from, like, pop music to you see you see country mixed in with R&B, mixed in with hip-hop? How right. do you stay true to who you are as a station? Well, K-Day was the first... K-Day, when I grew up, was the first rap station of all time. In the U.S., yeah. And it was 24 hours a day, and... What they did, they were innovated by playing rap music that nobody would play. So that's what the Dr. Dre's used to mix live, yeah. you know. And so respect to everybody that was there. What I did when when K Day when we flipped K Day in '09, um, we said, "Hey, there's there's a hole for songs that we grew up that we don't listen to on a normal basis." And so I put together this format of saying, "All right, what happened to the old NWA records? What happened?" to them old Snoop Dogg records and yeah. Tupac records, the ones that were hits. Why can't we make a station? If, if there's a rhythmic oldie station, if there's a classic rock station, hip-hop's over 30 years old. It's mm-hmm. crazy. So, you know, we found this lane, and the way I stay true to it is I stay true to the old-school market, and, I, you know, I, we have a we have dedicated listeners who love the old-school, and, and we just just stay too true to that, and we don't, we don't venture off. You know, but I'm happy that the music is kind of Diversing with other, you know, other genres. I mean, um, it's good. It means we all like each other's style of music, mm-hmm. yeah. and, and I think, and I think that's good for the music business because it's not really growing anymore. Yeah, that's you gotta, true. 
So, you, you know, if you could put stars yeah. from country to hip hop, I think that's a good thing. Do you think that 30 years from now that you'll be able to still stay to that same formula with the station? Yeah, because now I'll be 60 years in of old school music. So, you know, <laughs> every year we just gain a new year to add new music. Yeah. And uh, so I think K-Day would be around for a while. You'll see, you'll see a lot more of the stations pop up like this. As the music gets older, you'll start mm-hmm. to see a lot of people who are above 30 say, you know, I really don't want to twerk. You know, right. I, you know, mm-hmm. I still like the old stuff. So right. you're going to see a lot of these. They want the line dance. Yeah, stuff. absolutely. <laughs> Do you guys see have a lot of competition or see a dip in your audience with, you know, serious radio and things like that now? The whole commercial free. No, I mean, it goes back to what we said earlier. People still like local things. You yeah, know, right. you know, at the end of the day, satellite can't tell you what's going on on Christian yeah. Slauson. Can't tell you if there's a problem. You know, for us locally, we can tell you, hey, uh, Nate Dog just died, you know, mm-hmm. we can embrace that. You know, we can turn the radio station over to Tupac's birthday. Right. And that local stuff just would always win. It would always be here. Because we like to entertain ourselves in our own market. We that's why we have local teams. Yeah. yeah. You know? So it's a good thing. And cool. what do you love the most about working in radio from all your years? The freedom to be creative. Hmm. You know, this job has allowed me to do things that you would never think that we can pull off, right. whether it be concerts, whether it be, oh, you know, I got an idea. Let's let's play a station full of old school music and it, it allowed me to do that. Um, to see people grow, see some of the talent that I've hired become on, become bigger become and big, better yeah. stars. And mm-hmm. it, as a proud father, I would say, yeah. um, it just creatively. I mean, as a kid who used to get in trouble in school for talking too much, turn it into a, 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 a professional. successful yeah. career. Yeah, um, it's great. That's the beauty of it, just the creativity that you can do. And, you know, and I have a radio station that allows me to be very creative. Mm-hmm. And as long as it makes sense, we, we will do it. Well, before we wrap up, we'd like to do a little bit of a rapid fire, okay, get a little more personal. <laughs> Who is your favorite artist out right now? Out now. Okay, wow. Well, I can always say Jay-Z because he's always coming out. Mm-hmm. So I'm a fan of the old Jay-Z as well as I'm still a fan and... of the new Jay-Z. So I would say I'll take hold of everybody right now. Favorite album of all time? It's a very easy one. And I just saw him yesterday. Ice Cube's Death Certificate. Ah, that's oh, a good one. Good one. Favorite album of all time. That's I still, It's in my car as we speak. I literally listen to it on the way here. <laughs> Your go-to DJ song to get the party started. Two shorts, blow the whistle. Blow the whistle. Oh, that's that's now, see, one. now it's in my head. See, see now I can hear it. Blow the whistle. This is no longer an interview. It's a dance party. We got to get down. Blow the whistle. <laughs> and then, okay, so you've accomplished so much in your career. What would you like to conquer next? Well, we started venturing into concerts. And, you know, K-Day, I built two successful concert brands. Um, K-Day's Crush Groove as well as How the West is One. And How the West is One was something that me and Live Nation came together when um, I, I saw the Up and Smoke tour when it came to San Diego. Yeah. I'm going to say 1997. I don't know, a while ago. And I remember seeing M, Dre, Snoop, Q, Westside Connection. And, Man, you know. That's a lineup that's, right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, and the fact that I can recreate that uh, 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would like to see more of these shows. You know, I like to give back to some of the artists that I grew up as fans first and give them, you know, that let their career still go, yeah. you know, just because, you know, they don't make new music. They still got cl- timeless hits. And I would like to continue that as much as possible. And I know you mentor a lot as well. Um, what would you suggest to someone who is trying to find a mentor or someone who wants to enter radio but just doesn't know how to do it and wants to meet people like yourself who can give great advice? Well, I mean, that's what social media is for. 
Yeah. I mean, you know, find your favorite talent, find your favorite personality, and hit them. Say, hey, I'm you know a big fan. People like to be loved. That's true. And jocks and talent love to be loved, or they wouldn't be in this business. Mm-hmm. So you know, find your favorite radio personality. You know, shoot them a tweet, text. Say, hey, man, not a text. If you got that number, then it's <laughs> um, say, hey, I'm a big fan. What, what can I do? And usually nine out of ten times, unless they're just Oprah or Howard Stern, you know, the local DJs will more likely look out for Did you. you right? And I say, hey, yeah, what, what can I do for you? Because we like to give back. We like, I, me personally, you know, I like to school people because I think I, I, think I got a programmer because I want to be a teacher. Mm-hmm. So I want to teach the craft, you know, and, and, and like I said, when I see other talent that has left me and going on and do bigger and better things, you're proud, and yeah. you say, "Hey, you know what? That's good. I'm glad you did that." So it's and it's you're part of the the umbrella. You know, this is the part of uh, the history. Yeah, part of the history. So yeah, just hit your favorite DJ, hit your favorite person. You know I mean, it's, it's and you have more access to them now than you ever did. Ever, that's true. Yeah, hey, tweet and follow, advantage. retweet. There's no reason at this point not to reach. Right. Out. If you want to find somebody, you can find them. That's and awesome. then speaking of schooling your people, how can a person who wants to find out more about you find you on social media. Uh, at Adrian Scott, it's real simple. You know, you can find me on both Twitter and Instagram at that. And, you know, I, A Scott at 935 KD. I don't know. I have no problem getting my email address. That's very simple. All right. Very Think. cool. What about you, Jessica? Find me on Twitter at I am Jessica King, on Instagram at Jess Clem. And that's it. I was waiting for more. I was like, how many, I mean, how many I social know, I, didn't, like, I, I don't have the Snapchat. Yeah, I was like, you got like 15 different things going on. <laughs> on Facebook, on Snapchat. <laughs> well, you can find me at Dario Christian on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Breaking Into. Adrian, you are the man. Thank I you. learned a lot about the radio business, and um, I look forward to continuing to hear you and yeah. see what you do at 93.5 as you go the next 30 years. Well, make sure everybody industry. listens. If You know, if you're in the market or you can online listen to us for everything for sure well we will see you on the next breaking into from producers maria menounos dario Kristen, tiana hobson kevin undergaro and the entire bhl crew we would like to thank you for supporting black hollywood live the first online broadcast network dedicated to african-american entertainment for questions and comments contact us at info at black like us on facebook Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.